Speak through me, bless through me, transform through me as I share your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat, the important announcements and a few testimonies, but let me just quickly um, share with you. Last week, I started speaking to you on the subject, temperature, temperature, temperature. I'm doing part two, so let's go to part two, please. Temperature, do you, yeah, do you have part two of temperature? Yeah, okay, okay, so part two, temperature, temperature. When you go to hospital... The first thing they do before you even meet the doctor is to take your temperature, is to take your temperature. And your temperature will tell the doctor the state of your health. The temperature will tell the doctor the state of your health, the state of your health. And so Jesus took the temperature of a church, the church in Laodicea. He took their temperature and this was what he said. Now, Revelation chapter 3 from the verse 14 to 17, reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, to the angel of the church of, La of the Laodiceans, write, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. I know your works. That you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. So when he took the temperature of that church, the church was a lukewarm church. But then Jesus, in, in revealing the church's state, their state of health, also revealed two other temperatures, two other, you say temperatures, two other heats, eh? two other state of health. Okay, better. Two other states of health that a church can go through, a Christian can go through. So it is cold, cold, lukewarm, or hot. So you are either a lukewarm, you are either a cold Christian, a lukewarm Christian, or a hot Christian. Okay. Now, last week we looked at the cold Christian. And today we want to look at the lukewarm Christian, the lukewarm Christian, the lukewarm Christian. I want to show you something. Can I get, um, can you help me with the, yeah, and with the matches. So, so, now let's, ne next week is the last session of this series and we're going to do some major prayers and I'm going to show you a few things. But see, when you become a Christian, it is just like the village how we start fire. So just like the village, God pours his spirit upon you. God pours his spirit upon you. The purpose of God pouring his spirit upon you is to give you energy. The energy to pray, to wake up in the middle of the night and pray. The energy to study the word. The energy to evangelize. The energy to do things, you know, for the Lord. Now, that energy, we call it fire. We call it fire. We, we call it fire. That energy, we call it fire. So when a brother is praying, when a brother is fasting, when a brother is waiting upon the Lord, we say you are on fire. This is how every believer begins. Every believer, this is the way you begin. From, from the day you go, if you truly got born again and got baptized by the Holy Ghost, this is how you begin. 
Now, next week, I'll show you. Next week, I'll go into details and explain this. But today, my focus is on how Satan, Satan's number one agenda is to put off your fire. But when you are like this, when you are like this, sickness cannot touch you. Witches and wizards cannot touch you. Failure cannot touch you. Confusion cannot touch you. They will try, but they cannot touch you. They will try, but they cannot touch you. Defeat cannot touch you. Satan is afraid of you. When you walk into your family house, all the witches will travel. They will leave home. They will leave home. They will leave home. But hear me. Satan wants to quench it. So sister fornication comes around and fornicates with you. Brother adultery comes around, commits adultery with you. Sister bitterness comes around and tells you how offended she is and how the church has not helped and quenches some part of the fire. And brother, brother rebellion comes and tells you, no, 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 the church won't do the church. Sister gossiper comes to tell you something and then they keep quenching your fire. Now, they quench your fire and what is left is smoke. The deception, you see, for the cold Christian, nothing is left. So he's aware that I am cold, I am backslided. But for the lukewarm Christian, there is a certain amount of smoke coming. The fire is gone, but there is a bit amount of smoke coming. So there's a bit of warmness. You see, so you come to church all right on Sunday. You may even come to Wednesday teaching service. But measure yourself. Are you hot? What you used to do with ease, are you able to do that with ease? Now, what you love to do, do you do it with the same amount of love or you struggle to let it happen? Brother lukewarm, that is brother lukewarm. That is sister lukewarmness. You see, they are in church. They are in church. So if we say three hours of prayer, it starts from six to nine, they come at 8.30. So they can do the last 30 minutes. So we assume they are healthy, they are fine, they are okay. And they wait. It's not like they are coming from work and they are late. They wait three hours, they are mean to me. But first, when they were on fire, even before the six o'clock, they are already here. When, when the, ter- the three hour is ending and you are clapping your hands for them to stop, the, the, the person is still on fire. You couldn't stop. But now you see you come in the middle of it. So we see you. We all assume you are all right. But you know that it's not fire burning. It is smoke. You know it. That it is not fire burning. It is smoke. And I want to quickly show you. I'm preaching a very short sermon. I want to show you the six signs that you are lukewarm. I hope by this, I've been, able, by this I've been able to define who a lukewarm Christian is. And I want to show you six signs that you are a lukewarm Christian. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. The Bible says that do not quench the spirit. So what I've done to you right now is the quenching of the spirit. And usually Satan uses people, uses circumstances, uses other things to quench. Now, next week, I'll show you who should become your friend. Who should become your prayer partner? Who you should walk with? Who you should listen to? If you want to be on fire for the Lord. Now I'll show you why you should become. Let no man bring you to this level. 
when God has started fire in you, and then men have brought you to this level, smoke. This one, you can't even cook coffee. You can't even boil egg. This one, house flies can settle on it. How much more witches and wizards they can settle on it. But let me show you how deceptive lukewarmness is. So six signs of lukewarmness. The first is the backsliding spirit. Is the backsliding spirit. Jeremiah 15 verse 6. You have rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep on backsliding. You keep on backsliding. So I will lay hands on you and destroy you. I can no longer show compassion. Eish. 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 What is this thing that brings them? Now, now, lukewarmness, the spirit of backsliding begins by rejecting the Lord. How do you reject the Lord? How do you reject the Lord? You see, if, if you reject God's word, you reject the assembly of the brethren. If we start disobeying God's word and start walking in total disobedience to God, you have rejected God. How do I define this lukewarmness for you to understand? So what is lukewarmness? Now, Proverbs 12, 26 Verse 11, from the King James Version, gives a very good definition of what a lukewarm Christian is. As a dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returned to his, full, to his folly. So backsliding spirit is going back to your vomit and a return to foolishness. You see, when you become born again and fire catches you, there are so many things you lay aside, you lose some friends. You leave some behaviors. You leave some, you leave some talking. You leave some association. You leave them behind. There are a lot of things you leave behind. But when the spirit of backsliding visits you and attacks you, you begin to go back for those things again. And you begin to justify it. You begin to say it was zeal without knowledge. Please, it was zeal with divine knowledge. So there are so many of us who have gone back. We have gone back for that boyfriend. You have gone back for that man friend. You have gone back for that girlfriend. You have gone back for that woman friend. You have gone back. You are misbehaving again. You are misbehaving again. You are cheating on your wife again. You are cheating on your husband again. You are, you are, you are, you are fighting again. You are, the things you left behind, you gone, you've gone back for them. So the first sign of lukewarmness is the spirit of backsliding. The second sign of lukewarmness is the spirit of reputation. Now, the spirit of reputation is the highest form of the hypocrisy, where your public appearance is different from your private life. Revelation 3, verse 1. To the angel of the church inside his right, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know you're this. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. These are the men who can tell their wives, if we tell daddy I beat you, I will leave the church. If we tell daddy what I do, I will leave the church. You see, they, they prefer respect to repentance. Instead of repenting, I will continue to do what I'm doing, but don't tell anybody, I want respect. There are people here who are dying of sin, 
who are, who are carrying problems. But because of the value we have placed on them, they can't even come to their bishop to tell their bishop, Bishop, I'm in trouble, pray with me. They feel admitting that they have a trouble. Their trouble is they losing respect. It's called the spirit of reputation. And you are destroying your life. Years ago, I went to the Ashimata Forest to pray. It's a place around Accra where people meet to pray. It's a forest. People go there to pray. And I used to spend almost every morning, when I came to Sprinters Road here first, almost every morning at, on the, uh, on the, in the forest. And one time, I was just praying, and this young pastor walks to me and said, Man of God, help me. I said, what kind of help do you need? He said, Man of God, I've seen you here. You come here all the time to pray. But I need help. What helps? A man of God. I'm an anointed young man. I'm preaching the gospel all right, but I have a weakness. So I've been sleeping with the girls in my church. Help me. And he knelt down. This is a man who counts reputation as nothing. He has chosen deliverance. He has chosen deliverance over reputation. Over reputation. There are most of us sitting here in this church. Our public appearance is different from our private life. The things we do in secret, the things we do in secret, and the things we say in secret, and yet we there we believe that you are fine. So when we are praying for those who are not fine, we don't pray for you. Oh, because we believe you are fine. We believe that business is all right. We believe that Christian life is all right. We believe that you are doing your devotion. We believe that you are studying your Bible. We believe that you are on fire. You are still on fire. Because we have not noticed. Because of the little smoke that is coming, we are deceived to believe that you are alright. Because when we give you a little opportunity to do something, I mean, you are not dead. You are doing something. So we know that you are alright. We know that you are alright. One man, one man who died and their wife said, the wife said, I, the wife left him to work and came back in the night to see he was dead. But actually, the morning when the wife was going to tell the man she was going to work, the man was standing in the bed. Apparently, he was dying. He was dying. But because the man, the woman saw movement, the woman thought the man was just turning around and asked, let me leave him. He still sleeping. Let me leave him. And go, but he was dying. When she came back home in the night, the man was dead. You see, sometimes uh, when we see a little movement, we think you are still alive. It is for you to be able to say, I am dying, I need help. It's for you to be able to see, come to the Lord and say, Lord, I need help. This Christian thing is not going well with me. Lord, I need help. This is when revival begins. The prodigal son did not allow reputation to keep him away. He could have said, going back to my father, I'll be making a mockery of myself. Going back to admit I have failed, I'll be making a mockery of myself. But since I'm going back to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I do not deserve to be a son. Please make me one of your servants. Make me one of your hired servants. I don't want to be called a son. I want to be called a hired servant because I want to come back home. I want to come back home. 
She came the way, he came back the way he was. The father saw the death. They saw the, the stench of, of, the, of, the, of the pig. And the father said, take off the clothes, give him a new one to wear. Are you among the pigs? And yet you pretend that you are with the sheep. Are you dying gradually? And yet you pretend you are alive. When we see you in praise, when we see you in prayer, we think you are fine. But is there something, is there something that you know that it is pulling you down? It is destroying your Christian life. Talk about it. Kill the spirit of reputation. Kill it. We are not in church for respect. We are in church for repentance. Kill it. The, the, the third sign of lukewarmness is itchy ears. The spirit of itchy ears. The spirit of itchy ears. Second Timothy 4 verse 3. For the time will come when people will, put, will not put up with sound doctrine. He said to seal their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itchy, itchy ears want to hear. You see, sometimes eh, you want to choose a sermon. You know, there, there are many of you here, you come to church here on Sunday, but on Friday, you are another prophetic meeting. You have more than one pastor. I'm not the only pastor who pastors you. Some of you are about five of them. You are about five of them. And then you argue that, hey, what's not Dr. Bakunwa? Who be who? Also, doctor, be our special, our specialty. Obi akuma into akuma yoya. Now the co be a obi oya yefunwa. Obi who you see, and then they use that one to justify it. But see, there's one doctor that has your folder, knows everything. It's that doctor that will give you a referral. If your pastor has not referred you to another pastor, if I have not called another pastor, this congregation member of mine has a problem. And I think that your ministry can help. Your ministry can help. So I'm making a referral to you. So that people come to me and they discuss things with me. And I call one of my sons. I know this pastor can deal with this situation better than me. And I said, okay, I want you to meet this pastor. Go to this pastor and let him deal with this situation. Let this person do deliverance for you. Let this person prophesy into your life. Let this person do this for you. You don't abrogate yourself, pastors. So as you are sitting here, different kinds of hands have been laid on you. And they have become a burden on you. Some have laid dirty oil on you. And you are here. Listen to me. Listen to me. You must always desire to hear what God is saying. Not what you want to say. Not what you want to hear. Number four, the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. The fourth sign. The fourth sign that the fourth sign that you are suffering from lukewarmness is the spirit of heaviness. Isaiah 61 verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So what is the spirit of heaviness? Spirit of heaviness is spiritual laziness. Spiritual laziness. 
There's some of you in this service right now, if you go around, if the camera goes around very, very well, we'll pick some of you sleeping. You are sleeping because, not because you are tired, but because you are spiritually lazy. When we close this service right now, eh, the chatting you will chat for one more hour before you go home. And then when you get to the house, the Facebooking you will Facebook. And then you are, why wouldn't you ask me, so why was I sleeping in church? Spiritual laziness. When you take your Bible to read, you are feeling sleepy. But put the Bible down and pick your phone and go on Facebook. You can be on for four hours. You won't feel sleepy. If problems can wake you up in the middle of the night, but prayer cannot wake you up, you are lazy. If you can stay in the middle of the night to watch Copa America, but you can't join me for morning devotion at 5 a.m., there's a spirit of laziness. It's called the spirit of heaviness that has come upon you. If you have to drag yourself to church on Sunday morning, the spirit of heaviness is worrying you. Sometimes you want to pray. How to even open your mouth to pray? Anointed of God is flowing. People are on their feet. How to even get up is a problem for you. The spirit of heaviness is attacking you. And it's the last stage. It's the last stage where you get, and if you don't take care, you can't recover. Who pray right now against any of these spirits you feel are attacking you. And you, when we start praying, you see those with the spirit of heaviness. You start yawning. <sighs> yawning in the, middle of, in the middle of prayer. What were you thinking about? <laughs> finally. Finally. Today I told you I preached a very short sermon. The spirit of accusation. The spirit of accusation. Revelation 12 verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been held down. So Satan is accuser of the brethren, accuser of the brothers and sisters. But Satan can easily, when you get to lukewarmness, Satan takes over your tongue and you begin to become the accuser of the brethren. I have, I, have, I have WhatsApp of people who have sent me thank you and the impact of my ministry on their lives and how since they joined this church, their lives have changed and, and, and other things. And then suddenly, lukewarmness sets in and they, they begin to raise accusation against me. So I go and play their WhatsApp and I look at it and I start laughing. Oh, the church that God gave them deliverance god gave them um breakthroughs the anointing that brought them suddenly they become accuser of that anointing they become an accuser of that anointing when they come to church like this they criticize everything we do they criticize everything we do it's not us who and who is not meeting the standard it is you who are falling below the standard you want a different standard you want a different measurement you want a different scale Nampai Bobby Bray, you swear. 
sara bakun je be preach sa empire bo be preach so na ntintia yim so e isi everything annoys you in the church bibia sha wabufu bibia sha wabufu the bear daddy kasa and a mommy 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 no be kind of you don't want to so if i won't be the biana mommy to say now mommy to say now mommy to say hey who could not bold in pa can you do now because of lukewarmness in the testimony crowd because of lukewarmness testimony is annoying you because of lukewarmness people's progress are annoying you we overcame him by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb testimony is a weapon hey hey so let me end my sermon with a testimony mrs jocelyn oboku is in the house why is she bra 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 ora bra <laughs> she's been away for four years in Germany and she's the house today. I'm going to share a testimony for you. Because I've been and do you know why she came? This woman, eh? This woman. This man is an extraordinary good man. He's my son. He runs a fellow when he holds a crusade. Over 30,000 The last time you did how many how many thousand? 35,000 people attended at Independence Square. But you see, every Sunday he's here to hear me. And he sits down. You, you don't even know. You can't even tell. That like he's an anointed man of God. And he's been with me for so many years. Mm. And one thing they kiss him, Daddy, I saw the way this church. Hmm. And the guy who is very close to him, the guy who comes to me and says, Daddy, Pastor Prince of I don't know what will separate him. He's such a good man. Now, this is the wife. This is the wife. She's been with Germany with this thing. Now, let me tell you what happened. It's a big testimony, but I'm very going to make it short. It's the biggest testimony. Very big testimony. Very big. They had gotten visas, the whole family. They were traveling to Canada. Mm. Traveling to Canada. Hear me. Oh. Then they got to the airport. Somewhere, somehow. They keyed in. And they respond for the computer, don't board these passengers. And the guy said, I can't board you. Got a call from Canadian High Commissioner, mm-hmm. say you can't go. And the question was, the visa not normal. Is the visa not genuine? So the visa is genuine, but you can't go. They stopped them from going. They came back home and called me, Daddy, they didn't let us go. I said, in all things, less than God. So I called my son and said, take them on holiday. The way your wife is disappointed, take them on holidays. Let them just go and somewhere. So they went to Germany. When they got to Germany, she fell ill. They took her to hospital. They checked her chest, checked her lungs. And the doctor said, how were you able to fly to this place without dying? You should have died. He said that when the aircraft went up above certain feet, she should have died 30 minutes in the aircraft. But she didn't die. 
And so the even though she went on holidays, the German says, you can't fly back. If you try, you will die in the aircraft. So you are staying with your children. And we are going to take care of you. Surgeries that would have gone over 100,000. How many thousands of um, euros? I can't calculate it. <laughs> God opened doors. So what it meant was that if they had gone to Canada, she would have died in the aircraft. God blocked them from going to Canada. And diverted them to Germany where an angel of the Lord was waiting for them. I went all the way to Germany to visit her. Because she's one of my favorite daughters. She would tell me, Daddy, in this church, I know how I came to this church. And I know what God has done for me. There is nobody can pull me out of here. She's one of, so I, I went to Germany. I came to visit you and the children. And you were going through the process. God has been good to you. God has been good to you. Good, and will continue to be good to you. Hallelujah. You and your, you remember when I used to tell your husband, Yamia Fro, Yamia Fro, he said, Oh, daddy, media, may business. When I said, God has called you, daddy, I'll do business. I said, I said, God has called you, whether you like it or not, God has called you. Today, he holds crusades, and 35,000 people show up. His midnight radio broadcast. Is listening to by over 15,000 people every dawn. They call him from around the world. And you know something about him? Everything I have told him, he has done it. I can call him and say, Ura, what done for we? He will do it. Remember when I used to call you? I used to call you, I used to call you, I used and today, the way God has honored this man and has saved the life. Now, what I also noticed during their trials is how good this man as a husband. At the attack started from Ghana here. And we're praying with them. He will go on long 40 days fast for the wife. If I say, man, let's go for prayer, you sit down there and be talking by heart. <laughs> he will go on a 40-day fast for God to save the, his wife. Father, save my wife. 40-day fast. I will see him. I'll call him. Oh, right now, hey, daddy, but your, may I come to you? Just in situation, may I come to you? Right? Daddy, may I 40 days. Today, they stand here to share. <laughs> to the glory of God. Volkomen, Vigate. <laughs> God will continue to protect you. His eyes will continue to look upon you. Amen. You are a Levitical family. Amen. And God will ensure that you and your children are encircled by fire. Amen. And no evil will befall you. Amen. You will live to see your great grandchildren. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a testimony. What a testimony. What a testimony. God bless you, son. God bless you. What a testimony. 
Brother, you see, it's a testimony of how people can submit to authority and God uses that authority to bless them. He's traveling. He's sitting in an aircraft. Daddy, then I release covering for him. He goes, comes, and comes back with testimonies. He's building. How many sita? He's building 7,000 sita church auditorium. But every Sunday he's here. Seated here. He's here, seated here. Every Sunday, 7,000 seater church auditorium. And what he's doing is this thing. He'll call me, Daddy Pacho. You have to come, or you are my father. You have to show up. So I think on one occasion, I came, eh? I came to announce to the world, this is my son. When others are so arrogant, others would even, 50 people, are so arrogant to admit that this is my father. This is the man that made the impact. This is the man who transformed my life. This is the man God used to transform my life. The anointing you don't celebrate will never come on you. Yeah. You know, I always preach in this church. And I say, I want my sons and daughters to be ten times better than me. When he's doing this crusade and people start calling me, Hey, Chale Ubanu, your son. I'm so proud, eh? That out of my loins have come a great man. <laughs> Rise on your feet. Begin to pray for, your, for a revival in your life. Pray for a revival. Every fire that has been quenched, whatever quenched that fire, lift up your voice and pray. Whatever quenched that fire, lift up your voice and pray. Clap your hands, stamp your feet. This is a revival prayer. Jesus, let there be a revival right now. Let there be a revival right now. Let there be a revival right now. Rekindle the fire one more time, Lord. Rekindle the fire one more time. Let there be a revival. Let it start again. Let it start again. Let it start again. Let the fire start one more time. Let the fire start one more time. Let there be a revival. Revive us, O God. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Cause there to be a revival. Cause there to be a revival. Lift up your voice and pray. The Lord, revive us one more time. Revive us one more time. Revive us one more time. Recapture the fire. Let the fire start. Let the fire start. Deliver us, O God, from the spirit of lukewarmness. Deliver us from the spirit of lukewarmness. Deliver us from the spirit of lukewarmness. Deliver us, Lord, from the spirit of lukewarmness. Deliver us from the spirit of lukewarmness. Deliver us from the spirit of backsliding. Deliver us from the spirit of repentance. Deliver us, O God. Let the fire start again. Let the fire start again. Let the fire start again. Revive us, O God. Let us come alive one more time. Let us return. Let us resurrect. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Let the power of his resurrection visit us. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Let the power.
Let your fire start again. Let the fire start again. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Now let there be a revival. One more time. One more time. One more time. Let the fire start again. Let the fire start again. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Let the fire start again. Let the fire start again. Let the fire start again. Revive us, Lord. One more time, revive us, Lord. Revive us, Lord. Cause God to be a revival. Let there be a revival. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Cause the fire. Cause the fire. Cause the fire to start one more time. Cause the fire to start one more time. Let us fire fall. 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 Let us f
Chasing the Lord, yes. a season of worshiping the Lord, yes. a new season for someone. Yes, yes Lord. Lift up your two hands, begin to thank the Lord, begin to bless the name of the Lord. for your grace thank you for your mercies thank you for your word thank you for the fire that has started thank you for the fire thank you for the fire thank you for the fire in Jesus name Amen give the Lord praise